Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham and England and the World Cup uh, today. Uh, we're doing Premier League preview, but obviously England played earlier, so we'll be talking about that and the World Cup and all the issues that are going on there as well. I uh, appreciate Wales are playing, so a lot of people will probably watch this on the replay. Uh, thank you for doing that, and if you are watching live, thank you very much. Uh, here with Ben, uh, we did the Premier League preview at the start, before the start of the season, so we're here to see <laughs> how it's gone so far and who's right and wrong on various different things. But yeah, how you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, apart from football manager, I'm doing dandy. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> yeah, quite a good uh, break to come on here rather than carry on with that and probably get fired. But anyway, uh, yeah, so let's start off the World Cup. I mean, it is a World Cup and generally it's talking about football, but football isn't the talking point with this World Cup. And I mean, Harry Kane, Gareth Bale, we're going to be wearing the One World uh, armbands. Uh, they haven't uh, because they're going to get banned or whatever. And I'd like to have seen him do it anyway because it would have been the third group stage and you'd hope with England after today's game that they'd be sailing through anyway. Uh, so you, you can understand from their footballing point of view why why they're not doing it. But <laughs> FIFA have said they can wear their no discrimination armband instead. So what's the bloody difference? I don't understand it. But it's just... Uh, uh, that that Infantino or whatever his name is, that that fifty-seven minute weird. I've seen a lot of people talk shit in person and on Twitter, but he takes the absolute top prize of that. Essentially, <laughs> a fifty-seven minute van, essentially saying the Qataris are lovely people because they're paying me vast sums of money, so you have to be nice to them. Is essentially what that was about. Uh, uh, and a lot of uh, the the pundits obviously saying it's out of order and uh, it, it's really bad and the, the the human rights and everything like they should be saying and then people criticizing them saying well you're taking their money going out there but i guess there's something to be said that it, it, they are watched by certainly the bbc coverage watched by a massive worldwide audience so raising those issues on tv is going to reach a lot bigger audience than them just saying it on twitter at home but i mean where do you stand on the whole well i know where you stand because i spoke to you before but uh, yeah. uh, where do you stand on the whole uh, 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 armband and the, the human rights thing and the presenters and all of it? To be honest, I mean, I think I think the armband is a is a is a, is a small part. I mean, I I get there's a gesture, but you can do gestures. Hmm. I quite like the a, fact that England did the uh, kneeling down. That was quite. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you can obviously do gestures in other ways. I think even before the tournament, I think Norway and Holland did did some things, didn't they? I mean. And I think, you know, I think there is two schools of thought to it. And it does depend on, on you know, how you how you see it. I mean, the argument is, is that everyone has to boycott it or, or, or you know, you then have to or you then have to accept that some people are going to go out there. I mean, yeah. you know, I know Gary Neville caused a bit of a fuss about saying it. He was going out there. Personally, I, I don't like the idea that uh, you take you know, Qatari money, hmm. you know, whilst knowing you're going out there to criticize it. I think that's, that seems a bit hollow, but on the, on the, on the flip side to that, if you're going to have three people in a studio, no matter what, you probably want people that are going to call it out for what it is. You know, you don't want, you know, every, every TV network just to be full of people there that aren't going to mention it. I do like the fact they have mentioned it. I know, some people don't like the idea of like politics in sport, but unfortunately, 
we've allowed you can't, it in you now. can't you can't get away with it in this yeah 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 it's and again it's not it's not like sport shouldn't be interlinked with politics it's politics shouldn't be interlinked with sport so now that you've let you know people own football clubs who who are political people you can't now get away from that 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 that, that decision has been made a while back you know and I, I think, think in this, uh, I think in this as well, one of FIFA's mottos is football is for everybody. <laughs> but when you're saying yeah. football is for everybody and then saying, but if you're homosexual, you can go out there, but it's probably not safe for you. It's just yeah. or, or, even, or, or even if you just want a beer, you know, I think I think the thing about the beer is as well, like, you know, I don't think anyone would have said, you know, if they'd have said a year ago, there will be no alcohol. You know, that's that's the, that's the, that's their country. That's fine. But to They've say it so late, and and, and there's there's talk that in hospitality suites, if you paid the big money, you can drink. <laughs> so, so I mean, you know, again, it's just like a hollow thing. You know, if, if you've got if you've got you know got the money to pay for it, then you know prosecco will flow. If you if, if it's uh, if you know you're down in the in the regular seats, you can't. I mean, so. I mean, you're there to watch football. I like a beer as much as the next man, but not for twelve pound fifty. I don't. I'll have some water. No, no, very much. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, you I keep just... telling me how your beers fill up, fill up from the bottom. That's, that's your. That's your... <laughs> yeah, that's Tottenham. It's six quid, which is extortionate, but it's not a uh, Qatari level. But uh... yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I, just... I just, I just think all in all, I just think all in all. It's obviously a bad choice for a World Cup. That Infantino bloke, I, I agree, it was a weird, a weird. Uh, I mean, him know, saying he got bullied because he had red hair is 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 ever so slightly different. That you know, you got bullied for having red hair rather than uh, being in prison because you're gay or, or you know, yeah, of have course, no rights because you're a woman. It's just complete. It just shows, I think, the complete massive gap now between the rich and the poor in that the, the, the rich people now not all of them obviously because there will be some that can relate but it, in the majority and certainly with Infantino has no acknowledgement of what poor people go through and, and certainly yeah. in this of what gay people go through of what women go through of what migrant workers go through absolutely so just shut up just shut up yeah. about it but it, it's literally defending I think Qataris because they're giving him and FIFA vast sums of money He's trying to defend well i think it. as well so I, I think as well he, he, load of money. he had to double down didn't he the world cup was happening i mean yeah, i mean yeah. you know I, I as as the person who who's in charge of fifa if he was to come out the eve on the tournament and go yeah we made a clangor here but just you know let's try and get on with it i don't think it would have gone down well either so you know yeah. he, 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 he he's just like trying to get through it i think you know but it was a weird weird statement and i think a lot of people talk about like this high bar you know or hypocrisy over you know oh, what the western world has done but you know as a general rule you know i don't think a world cup should be somewhere where a women's world cup wouldn't be so you know, I I think I think that's you know even just as a starting point before you get any to anything else, you know, um, I don't I don't see how I don't see how they came to that conclusion. I think we all have our ideas of how they did come to the conclusion, but you know, you know, Russia obviously 2018, Qatar in in 2022. You know, it, it's it, it, I don't know if you've seen that documentary on Netflix about FIFA, but it is no. really enlightening. I'd, I'd recommend anyone to go watch it because my understanding of FIFA was that it sort of got more and more corrupt recently. <laughs> but actually, I think when you when you go back, it's been corrupt for absolute years. So, um, 
you know, it, it, I don't think it's going to change. I think the way that they they vote for these things is is it, it's um, an invitation for for bribery, an invita- invitation for corruption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so um, I don't think it will change anytime soon. But no, I mean, here we are. Just, yeah, I, it's just. I mean, it's, it's worth saying as well. I've said it's a ridiculous World Cup, a stupid World Cup, but yet I'm watching it. So people saying that these uh, people are. Uh, 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 hypocrites for going out there and taking the Qatari's money. They're probably the same people like me saying it's a ridiculous World Cup. It's a stupid idea. Oh, let's put BBC on and watch the football. So uh, the, the only difference is I'm not taking any Qatari money. I'm not buying England shirts, which are also made by people on £1 a week or, or uh, £1 an hour or something like that. But I, I think unless everybody boycotts it, I mean, this One World, uh, one, one Love armband, if if 50% of the nations agreed to do it and they were all the big nations and then it was agreed if you book us that's fine if you send us off that's fine we will walk off the pitch and go home and then you don't have a world cup anymore because it's against all the yeah. lower you know that would damage uh uh uh, television ratings, damage tourism and everything like that. And that would send out a big statement. But it's never going to happen. It hasn't happened now, which is unfortunate. But I mean, we, we could go on and on and on and on about the World Cup and how it's terrible and everything like that. But let, let's move on. And, and thank you to everybody for watching as well. Please hit the like, please hit the subscribe and the notification bell as well. It really helps the channel. But there was some football today, England versus Iran. Uh, 6-2, yes, we conceded two goals against Iran. One was a ridiculous penalty. I mean, if that's a penalty, Harry Maguire gets one in the first half. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a game where it's been almost half an hour injury time. <laughs> uh, the, the, the concussion protocols as well. Uh, the, <laughs> the captain of the team chucked some water on the goalkeeper's head to wake him up. Uh, down for 15 minutes, 14 minutes, comes on within two seconds. Uh, substitution, I need to go off. Uh, just bizarre. Uh, VAR yesterday in the uh, Qatar game, ridiculous. Uh, that's going to be front and centre, isn't it? That's going to be the star of the World Cup in a very bad way. In a World Cup that's already rife of uh, criticism, quite rightly so. Uh, but in terms of England, uh, people say, yeah, it's only Iran. But the amount of times we've struggled against poorer nations... And I know we conceded two goals, but the game was done and dusted by then. I think it's just a ga- case of game's done, take your eye off a little bit because uh, the game's done. And it's it was like a training match, really, which still isn't acceptable in a World Cup. You've got to keep your concentration. But it was nice to see us just, I think the first three goals went in within about 10, 15 minutes of each other. Game was done. So it's nice to see us putting teams to the sword like that, that we should be beating rather than struggling against them. and. And it's a World Cup as well. You don't get anything. I remember 1990, Cameroon beat Argentina in the first game. Argentina got to the final. Can't discount anybody. But it was a good performance by England. Uh, Saka scoring, which worries me because he's a guy with loads of confidence anyway. Top of the league in England, uh, which we'll get to. And he's going to get even more confidence and probably fire them to the title. And then I'll have to go into hiding. But uh, he goes off. Rashford comes on, gets a goal. Uh, Grealish gets a goal. Kane didn't score any, set two up, so he's still contributing. But what did you think of the game? Yeah, I thought we were really good. And I, and I, I don't, I don't really buy into the whole like it's just Iran. You know, Iran are, uh, they may not be a great team, but they're not Qatar from the day before. You know, yeah. they're not. You know, they're they're. 
they got some good players. They got a good coach. I know him from his time, obviously, at United. Mm. Um, he's uh, defensive first, but it, it's worked for him. They've they've qualified by right. You know, they qualified ahead of South Korea. A couple of weeks ago, I think they beat Uruguay. Who I think Uruguay are mm. a good team, yeah. some really good players. So I, I mean, five, I put five on them. Yeah, well, that, yeah, <laughs> I won't, won't see that again, Chris. But yeah, but like it's um, but. I, 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 you know, I don't buy that. I think we were good. I think you could also see where we're frail. I think, I think yeah. that, you know, I, I have to say, I thought, I thought Bellingham was outstanding. Like, like, he's I mean, quality, he's gonna, he, he, yeah, he one of the stars of the tournament as well. Oh, it's going to do nothing. I mean, D- Dortmund must be sitting there thinking, well, if he's going next year anyway, this is helping, <laughs> you know, because like, you know, I mean, he's, you know, um, I, I just think we were good. I thought, you know, everywhere, Trippier and Shaw wide look good. I think, like I say, Benham and Rice looks like a decent access. I, I think I was a little bit surprised that Foden didn't start, but especially especially when I saw it was four at the back. But actually, when you think what what they did, I think, is they almost let, by having Mount, you also let Bellingham go a little bit more. You know, you've got Rice sitting and Mount and Bellingham, you know, a little bit more work hardy in, in midfield as well. So I, that, that, that was that was a good a good thing. I think he got it right. I think, uh, you know, I, I I thought Kane was really good up front without getting his goal. I mean, his flick to Sterling when Sterling ran into trouble, that that flick was just, it looked, made it yeah, look easy. Yeah. wasn't easy. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but I think even, even for the goal, even for the goal, which goal was it? Was it, was it? Rashford's one or was it, when he crushed it. Was it where where he, he just turned a long ball into a goal cane? I can't remember which one it was. It was just a, a hoof up the yeah. pitch. He backed yeah, in. I th- yeah, got, I think it was that one gave it to Rashford and Rashford. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, he turned, game. you know, and we've got a host of players, England, like some of them aren't even in the squad where one on one, if you get if you get them one on one with fullbacks, wide players. You know, we're we're gonna have some success. So I think I, th- I think what was pleasing for me, uh, two things. You you got Callum Wilson there who got some game time. So if you need something different up front, it's been very it's been a long, long time being Kane that is a staple in that team up front. It's yeah. been a long, long time since we've had someone different of equally effectiveness. And Kane yeah. coming deep only works if players run beyond him. Last, uh, uh, in the Euros, it was only really Sterling, but you had Saka, you had Sterling, uh, you had Mount at times, Bellingham at times. Yeah. And then when they swapped, it was uh, Grealish and uh, 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 Rashford. So Foden it, it, and Rashford, yeah. Uh, and that just instantly makes us look much more attacking and threatening. When you've got Kane dropping deep and no one running beyond him, it has to go back. But... So for me, it was very pleasing. Southgate's labelled as a defensive manager, but we looked like we were just going to score every time we yeah. went forward today. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 know it's I, was... man, I know it's a man who was sitting back, and if we get to Brazil, who won't be sitting back, it'd be very different because we will have to defend a lot better and can't go gung-ho. But like I said, we normally sit back against these so-called weaker yeah, teams. But, but so I, 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 think I, you I, see... I was very pleased that we looked attacking and looked like we were going to score today. Yeah, I mean, I was chatting with some friends in, in a WhatsApp group before before the game, and I mean, we. I think one of the, the the what started the conversation was I think I put in there something like, "Surely we're not going to play free at the back against Iran, are we?" You know, like you know, I, 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 and I thought. So I was really pleased when I saw four at the back. I was obviously, you know, pleased to see some of the personnel in there. I know he's got a lot of 
I know Southgate's got a bit of pelters from a few for like, you know, sticking with some tried players who maybe aren't in form. But those players have never let, let never yeah. really let themselves down for England. You know, so, mm. you know, and I think today you could see, you could see why he picked the players. You know, a lot of people were a bit surprised that Trent didn't play. But, you know, again, you've got Trippier, who's the in-form right back in the league. I don't think anyone would, you know, would, would, would question that at, at the moment. Solid think, as well, isn't he? You, there's an element of uh, if, if you get behind Trent, he's not good defensively. And this yeah, is the I first agree. game. Yeah. Of, this is the first game. You, you you haven't got one leg in this in the second round now, but you you've really put yourself in a good position for and, and certainly with a four goal plus goal difference. But yeah, if, and if I think you beat, uh, if you beat USA, you're basically through now, and then you can experiment yeah. against Wales. But I think like Trippier and Shaw are comfortable inside as well. You know that you know that kind of new fashionable thing where fullbacks sort of come a little bit inside. I thought Shaw's ball for uh, for Bellingham was brilliant. Mm. You know, again, and, and he he's been doing that for United now for, for a couple of years. Trippier on the same. We know that Trippier can deliver from his. You know, obviously from previous internationals, even going back as far as when he played for you guys. So, you know, I think. You know, delivery isn't a problem there, and both of them are better defensively than, say, a Trent or you know, what, what, whatever. Yeah. So, and then you know, Stones and Maguire, you could see from set pieces why Maguire's in the team. You know, straight he, away. He was and... my only concern with their goal being that he kind of went to sleep and let him run past him. And and before you say anything, if Dyer was in instead of Maguire, it would have been exactly the same. No, no, no. Uh, I, I agree. I, I agree. And I think that's as well. So that is our weakness, I'd say. Uh, concentration certainly in defensive and yeah. when we get to better teams if if you give some of the chance the way that we give I, I think you could be in trouble but we look like scoring so yeah well I think I think that's what I said at the start I think that's what I said at the start that you also saw our frailties yeah. you know I think we are you know there's no doubt about it that defensively we are weakest even Pickford nearly got caught kicking a ball out didn't he mm. he made a really good save though as well but like I think there is some like um what's the word frailty there I, I just you know I, I'm not so sure if he will stick with four at the back against you know a better team you know whether or not he will yeah. bring you know and he might he might change that up but every player today you could see why he picked them in the end Mount's work yeah. great you could you know Saka obviously produced Sterling scored Kane got a couple assists you know Bellingham was excellent Rice anchored it well you know that every player played well and I think you know yeah. like 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 you said they they scored a, a goal which we, we where Maguire probably lost his man at a bit of concentration. There was no one on the cover either. And then the penalty was never a penalty. Oh, yeah. And, I, um, I mean, that was against Maguire, wasn't it? But it was never a penalty in a million years. And if it is, that it should have been 7 2 because we, he should have had one in the first half, yeah, which oh, yeah. was arguably worse than the one that I mean, we I mean, put it this way, put it this way. I've been, I, I've watched a load of World Cups now and I can't remember having a, as good a start. I don't know about you, no, yeah. remember one, but I mean, the frailties, I'm not that concerned about at this stage I always think I don't want to win like 8-0 in the first game because there's only one way to go then I, I, I do it, it, <laughs> yeah obviously it's going to be great to do that you know get an 8-0 but there's only there's going to be all instant expectation a Panama in the last World Cup were just with all due respect to them just a 9-0 worse side than us but yeah, I mean, conceding a couple of goals, there's things to work on. You don't want to also get into the mindset of, oh, we've won eight nil in the first game, you know, two nil in the next, uh, five nil in the next one. You know, oh, we're unbeatable here because that can yeah. cause complacency. You want to have things to work on and, and be wary of uh, and then progress. 
during a tournament, obviously. Well, I think 19, I, I, 1970s Brazil were, were, were the exception to that. Rule. I think, I think, I think the perfect, the perfect thing for me, I think what Southgate would hope for is you win your first two games, you're yeah. guaranteed to go through as the winners of the group before yeah. you even play the last game, yeah. and you can rest some players. You know, yeah. you don't, you know, I think obviously that's the idea, yeah. ideal scenario. You know, because you obviously it's going to be trickier in the second round. There's, you know, from, as we go on, and we know yeah. that. So, I mean, it was quite. I think I was quite happy that that Holland won. Um, I'm not. As I well. put Senegal to go through the group. Yeah, but I think Senegal might still <laughs> go through the group. But I think yeah. don't don't we play the runners up of that group? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. USA are winning at the moment. Where has scored 36 minutes? Wales, I watched looked awful half their players were just walking although they have had two shots compared to USA's USA's three but I, I guess when you've got Gareth Bale in your team as I well know you've got a chance yeah yeah um but yeah I mean World Cup who will win I've put uh you've heard it here first so avoid these teams at all costs because <laughs> I've put a five on Argentina on Brazil and Uruguay I've also put a five on uh, Richarlison top scorer as well uh, and in the sweepstake, <laughs> I've got the team of Sun Hyung Ming, also known as South Korea. Uh, so they won't win either. So there's four teams you can avoid. Uh, who will, I, I think I've told you this before because of where it is. I know there's air conditioned stadiums and everything like that. But I think the, the humidity, the heat and everything suits a South American team, maybe an African team like a Senegal or Ghana. Uh, but yeah, for me, South American team, one of those three. Uh, obviously, Brazil, Argentina, the favourites, Uruguay, Benton Kerr, and I think it's Valverde in the middle. A brilliant midfield pair. I'm not sure what they've got going forward. But they're my outsiders. But uh, uh, for you, who who do you think will win? Any outsiders or dark horses that could spring a real surprise? And, no, and how do you I, think England will do? I've said quarters. Uh I had yeah, I, so I think we both we both take part in a in a predictions mm. thing, don't we? And I just followed a, followed a map through of the things picking who I fought, and I had England in the semis, um, but losing in the semis. But yeah. I had a really tough choice. One of the games I think was Germany Brazil, mm. right? And I in the end went for Germany just on the basis that. There's a mental thing there from that battering they took. Obviously, you could say it's a revenge match or whatever, but I actually think the European teams are better than people are giving them credit for. I know that everyone's putting the link together of the heat and you know whatever, mm. but I actually I actually think the European teams are better. I mean, obviously Brazil and Argentina are, are, are good teams. I'm not saying for a second they're not, but I actually look at <clears throat> you know. I think if I had to pick out of those two, Brazil or Argentina, I would pick Argentina. I think overall they're slightly better balanced. Mm-hmm. I think Brazil have obviously a, a embarrassment of riches going going forward. Yeah. But I'm not, again, I'm not an expert on South American football, nor am I an expert on like their qualification campaign. But when you just look at the Brazil squad, there's a lot of age in the back. Now, like, you could call that experience. But I mean, I think I saw Danny Elvis still. I think he's like 39. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I mean so well, he'll spend most of his time on the floor, wouldn't he? But, uh, well, I don't know. Along, he might do Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I just, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think the instinct is, like you say, to put the heat down and say, oh, this might favour this lot. This might favour this lot. But I, I think really, when it comes to it, I expect the Europeans to be a prop, a good mm. show. And I think, again, on paper, I think, I don't know, I don't know if you class them as a dark horse, but Portugal. I think on paper, you look at like their best 11. Yeah. I think that, that it's, it's an incredible team. And um, 
you know, again, same with Argentina, you know, if Messi shows up and has a really good World Cup, that might just be enough for them. I think if Ronaldo shows up and scores six goals in this World Cup or whatever, that might be enough for Portugal, you know. So yeah. it's, um, again, yeah. France, France is really unfortunate for Benzema. I think yeah. France would have been a real... They've got six people out, but then it might work in their favour going, oh, no one fancies us. We can be Maybe, we can go under the radar and they've still got Mbappe. They've got a lot of players that are also like semi-fit, like Varane. And, you know, do you yeah. know what I mean as well? It's it's they've taken I don't, a few, I don't so. think they'll retain it because of those injuries and like you say, the semi-fitness. But they are world champions and yeah, they are yeah. world champions, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, they yeah they beat Croatia, didn't they? In the yeah, I, I just think I think the other team that the other I, I also like Uruguay because I mean you're talking about Bentecourt and um, whoever it was midfield, but, but but they've also got that Ugarte who played played against you a lot for sport in uh, Lisbon, who I think's one of those players that in a couple of years he'll probably go somewhere. You know, he looks a good team, and obviously in attack Uruguay have you know Suarez, Cavani, Nunes, and uh, they've got a young oh, kid yeah, United Nunes, Pelest- of course. Palestri, they they're yeah. not short. They're not short of talent, and um and then defensively as well, they've got the, is it the Barcelona centre back or Raju or whatever is that? I can't remember. I can't pronounce his name, but they've got some. You know, they've got. I'm pretty sure Godin's still there. He's experienced. They've got. You know, they've got a good team, Uruguay, and it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me. But again, I think Uruguay have got a really tough group. I can't remember exactly who they're. Who's in their group? But I think they've got a tough group. It might even be—is it Portugal's group? Anyway, I, I, I can't remember. Yeah, I'll, but it's, I'll have a quick look. Um, but it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me if you know they did well. Denmark's another one, I think. You know, yeah. So Ghana, Korea, Portugal, Uruguay. Yeah, I, I still think they'll get through. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure on Portugal to be honest. I think I still think they rely on him too much. I had, I had when I went did the walkthrough. I had a Germany, Germany winning it, but I don't know what it is. I I think it's just a default English thing to pick Germany to win a World Cup. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it's based on uh, which Germany turn up. The Germany of the last two tournaments, or the Germany that we grew up watching, who whatever happened turned up. Yeah, but they've got good players. I mean, I think mm. you know um, they've got a new manager as well, haven't they? And it was obviously uh, you know Joachim Lowe, I think that's his name was there for donkey's years and yeah it was time for change like you know with man united once you have someone who's there as a staple and is successful yeah. always going to take a little bit of time to get used to someone else but they are starting to get players you know that musiala plays at bayern like there's a real there's a real statement for for him being the best youngster in the world at the moment i think you know like he's he's playing so well and um, I know they've got like their old types, your Mullers, and you know, but they've also got yeah. you know Sane, some good young players as well. I mean, Kimmich again is just a mm. absolute world class player. So I, I, I could see them if they Germany, one of those teams, if they like get to the quarters, you know, it, it, like yeah. if, yeah, if they get that him. far, you wouldn't. No one would want to play it. I think Germany's problem might be not getting that far because again, they've got a tough group, haven't they? Germany, I think. Yeah. It's um, but anyway, yeah, yeah. I mean that that's the World Cup. England obviously play on Friday. Wales play today. They're one 0 down at the moment. But this is let's talk Tottenham. So we better talk about the Premier League. Not too much at near the top because that's just going to depress me and upset me. But we'll <laughs> talk about other areas. So yeah, the Premier League so far. So at the beginning of the season, me and Ben did a predictions. Uh, this is it uh, of where we think teams will finish. Uh, 
And this is the actual table now. Uh, let me take off the banner at the bottom. Uh, Wolves are propping up the league. Uh, but yeah, uh, surprises are, unfortunately, the biggest surprise for me is the mob at the top. Uh, <laughs> at the end of last season, when they t didn't turn up at us, didn't turn up at Newcastle, threw away top four, really. I know we played well to get and, and got 27 points out of 33, I think. Uh, but it was theirs to lose, and and I thought they haven't got the uh, uh, character, uh, the mentality and character and leaders yeah. there to to if if the going gets tough. Uh, uh, but yeah, top of the league, five points clear. Uh, I'm I'm really concerned and worried that they're going to win this bloody league. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I mean, really hoping this World Cup really derails their momentum. But I mean. Have they been the biggest surprise for you? Or no doubt they've been a surprise to everybody, I think. But have they yeah. been the biggest? Yeah, I think they have. I still am kind of almost waiting for it to burst. I, I mean, I, I, when they came to Old Trafford early in the year, they were very good against us and we, we beat them. And I, I can remember thinking then, God, that's a, that's a proper Arsenal performance. That was like, you know, Wenger days where they used to turn up and they used to like play brilliant football. And we used to kick them a bit. And then they used, to, they used to go out the other end and score. But obviously, as a United fan, having the possibility of someone other than City and Liverpool in there, <laughs> I'd is... rather them, to be honest. I'd yeah, I bet you would. I bet you. I, I, I bet you would. I, I, like obviously, City are going for the third in a row. I think only United have done that in the Premier League era. Yeah. I, I I don't really want them to do it. And at the start of the season, I can remember having a conversation on another podcast about about it about saying what would be the preference then winning it for the third time in a row or Liverpool because I think everyone only saw those two teams winning it and um and you know no one no one came to a conclusion of what they'd prefer it was just like hey but I think I think most people would prefer City to have won it but I just I, I don't see Arsenal winning it that's that's the only good news I've got for you I I, I don't see it because I think well the betting man would say City and Haaland wouldn't they but I mean we yeah. saw what happened with Leicester. Leicester weren't the best team in that league that season, but momentum, confidence. Yeah. It does strange I mean, they're things. definitely they're definitely the surprise. I think them and Fulham, for me, I, I would say are the, are the two surprises. Yeah. I, I I would say that the the thing about what Arteta's done really well is he does seem to have this kind of culture of like only the next game only matters, you know. And like I think mentally i think that's good for for arsenal they got you know quite a lot of young players you know they're a bit fearless to a degree and i think only really when arsenal fans start believing it really they could win it might the pressure come on them i think even yeah. arsenal fans at this point still are a little bit like you know okay well let's pump the brakes a bit you know oh, the it guy at work bloody isn't he why <laughs> every bloody tuesday yeah i just I, I just don't i don't see it i mean how many were they five points clear now? They've still, yeah. they've still got. Am I right in saying they've still got to go to City and they've still got to go to Anfield? Uh, Tottenham, they've got to go to Tottenham. They've got some tough games. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I watched I, um... them against Chelsea. It's, I mean, we'll come to kind of surprises, good and bad, in a bit, but I mean, Chelsea are awful at the moment. Uh, yeah, and they were awful in that game. Uh, but yeah, I've just got a real worry that they're going to win the bloody league. Uh, before we come to the surprises, good and bad, you're a United fan. You are on Let's Talk Tottenham, though, so we're going to talk about them for a little bit. Uh, for me, uh, we're in fourth. God knows how. We've been fairly poor 
for most of this season. In terms of not turning up in the first half, having to turn up in the second half when we're 2-0 down, I think before the Leeds game, we we hadn't scored a goal in the first half in eight games. Wow. Uh, you've got Kane's son. Well, Kulu was injured, but obviously son's having a bit of a bad time at the moment. Hopefully the World Cup reinvigorates him and, and then we get the son that we know for the rest of it. Uh, but in terms of not playing very well, at the start of the season, it's like, well, we're, we're doing well. We're winning games. You know, there's always better to come. You can say that after three or four games. You can't really say that after 15 and the rest with the other uh, competitions, uh, the League Cup against Forest, just oh, horrendous. Uh, but based on the end of last season, where we were scoring goals for fun, we were the biggest scorers in, certainly in England, I think it might have been in all of Europe's top leagues in 2022. Uh, and all of a sudden this year, we don't look like scoring that much and we're conceding goals. I, I can't just put it down to Kulisevsky being injured. Uh, you can maybe put it down to Sun not being in form. But I mean, the fact that we're in fourth is a miracle, I think, being how we've played. Uh, but what would you make of Tottenham this year? And Because uh, yeah, you, you said to me at the start, uh, and, and before we did the predictions thing, that you're worried about Tottenham this year because of the signs we made, how we ended last season. Yeah. And, I think, and it's been a bit of yeah, a bit of a downer for Spurs. And, and the, I, like I say, the fact that we're in fourth is a miracle. Yeah, well, I think... I think... Conte does guarantee you a certain amount of points, doesn't he? Like they, these top managers yeah. do, I, 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 no matter what what they say about it. I mean, obviously, I think Romero has been injured a bit, hasn't he? That, that, yeah. That Although when he's played, helped. he hasn't been that great either. We, we still have this yeah. silly little mistakes at the back. Lovis has been starting making mistakes again. Uh, yeah. Which obviously doesn't I, feel the defence and probably your himself. Your whole right side of your pitch... Hmm. defensively is is a bit of a liability. Yeah. I, I mean, when, when Kulu plays, he helps out with that. He's got a massively good engine and he does help out uh, Emerson, yeah. Doherty, whoever. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah I, him being I, injured I, I, was a big one, but I can't just put it down to him being injured. Obviously, I, the, the only thing I would say is the, the game that I've seen you most closely this season is obviously against us, Old Trafford. Yeah, and I, I mean, and that was awful. just horrendous. You were awful. And, um, but... What I would say then is, is I felt that we just steamrolled you in midfield. You played three in there against our two. And yeah. for, for whatever reason, we looked like we had all the time in the world. Mm. Ben Tecor's obviously started to play better. He's scoring goals. And, and I have to say, you are one of those teams, which I don't think you can, anyone could criticise you lacking spirit. I've watched you come yeah. back again, score in the last minute against Chelsea. Yeah, We should have got something goals. against Liverpool in that second half. But if you're going to give uh, two goal leads yeah. away, you're going to lose game. Yeah, and I think like, I mean I, I I was I was out with my with my father-in-law when you played Bournemouth, and I think Chelsea were getting absolutely panned by Brighton at the time, but you were losing as well. And I think he was like, oh, at least at least Spurs is, and literally it was like two 0 And I think he looked at the he looked at it and he was like, oh, it's, I was like he was like, oh no, they scored, and and then we just knew, like do you know what I mean? We both were like they're going to win this, and like you, you obviously mm. scored very very late, but you did. I yeah. think that is something you do have going for you. That's maybe why you have yeah. managed to pick up points when you're not you're not playing yeah. at your best because you do. And and I have to you know to say all all aside that front four that you have got there is goals in those front four. You know they're always going to you know Kane, Richarlison, Kulusevski, and Son. I know Son maybe hasn't had the greatest season, but would you put that you know, down? You have to. Sorry. Would you put Son's bad form down to leading goal scorer last year? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, well in two I, games I, this year. 
when when he played against when he when he played against us, all like all I could say is is that teams obviously definitely make a plan for Son now. Like if they didn't before, they definitely do now. Um, Kane is dropping ever deeper, you know, and I think maybe there is that kind of feeling that they're not close enough. Maybe sometimes I think mm-hmm. you know, like you know, obviously Kane does it well, but. The sun's pace should get in behind, but if you know if you do it too much and it's become too telegraphed, maybe teams just you know when Kane goes deep, maybe the worry isn't Kane, maybe the worry is Sun. And so I I I don't know. I mean, good players obviously have dips in form. I think that that happens to all players, but whether or not it's just a case of tactics, you know, maybe or not, um, maybe Conte is so worried about his def- defensively that you know he's not you know letting him cheat and not run back as much or whatever. I don't know. I mean. You'd obviously be able to tell me more about that, but I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if he went on a run of five, six games where he scored in all of them after yeah, the World I, Cup. I mean, he is South Korea's main man. He's like a rock star in Korea, so for him being able to play is, is huge for them. So hopefully, he can starve in there, get some. Confidence. Wasn't he injured though? I thought he wasn't going to go at one point. And well, then... He's wearing a mask. He's wearing a mask similar to how Kane did. So yeah, he had a fractured eye socket, which. Oh Jesus. But yeah, uh, but maybe the mask will help people not spot him on the pitch. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, it's not that kind of one. But yeah, I mean, what is to be said as well is if we'd have beaten Forest, we'd be in the Carling Cup or whatever it's called now next round. We're in the knockout stages of the Champions League. We're top four going into the World Cup. So in that respect, we'd have all taken that. But but before the start of the season, we'd have probably taken knockout stages, Champions League and fourth in the league. I think one of the issues is... We're fourth in the league. They're three places above. Yeah. Uh, if if yeah. Arsenal were below us, I think we'd be a lot more stuff to work on. But the 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 the, the, the poor play and the negative play. Uh, you mentioned your game. I thought we turned up. Or Conte sent us to turn up. Do not lose mentality. And, right. and Bent, your second goal, Bentacruz jogging around, letting uh, Fernandez yeah. run past him. And I yeah, think yeah. a negative mentality like that allows players to shirk responsibility in the sense of, oh, he's run past me, one of the defenders will have him. Whereas if you've got a positive mentality, it's, well, uh, they might have him, but I, I, I can get yeah. him, so I'll get him now. And and certainly with uh, the second goal against Liverpool, that I mean, it was a terrible header, but I think negative mentality, I'll give it to Loris, he can sort it out. Positive mentality, my ball, hoof it. Uh, yeah. But that, having said that, if you're going to head it back, make sure you head it back and make sure it gets to the goalkeeper. But I, I, I don't think the mentality helps. And then in the second half when we're losing, right, positive mentality and we look so much better. Obviously, the other team have a lead to defend. So we'll sit back a little more and invite us on. But yeah, last year, uh, certainly that last game of the season when we had to just get a draw against Norwich and we go and beat them 5-0, get an early goal. It was attack, 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 kill the game off, sort the game out, then you can defend. Yeah. So something's changed, and I'm not sure what, but I think if I thought, Arsenal were down yeah. in fifth or sixth, I think we'd be a lot more positive about Spurs at the moment. Uh, yeah, and, it, the and, it, and, it, and it's not just... And clear, I think it, it that's probably angering Spurs fans, certainly angering me and worrying me. And I think <laughs> that plays a part in, in Spurs fans not being happy at this stage. I think as well, it's a problem in style, isn't it? Because they're playing well, they're playing good football. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, it, it, it's you know, it's one they're thing. They're going out playing... to attack teams. They're going out to beat teams. They're going out to attack teams, put teams under pressure, get an early goal, kill the game off, then go and sit back and, and just run the game down. 
Yeah, I so think it's, it's, it's one thing. Cheese. It's one thing, obviously, if they're playing good football in fifth, you know, yeah. like like you know, Arsenal have for so many years, or whatever. But now they're playing good football and it's working, and they're you know winning games with style. So it's obviously tough in that respect. But you know, like you said, the only thing I would say is obviously going into the Champions League knockouts is fine. I I just wonder, like in terms of the league, whether it might end up being a problem. You know, possibly, I, um, yeah. I I I feel the same. What's one of the good things um, about United getting Barcelona? It's either done or you're going to get a morale boost in win. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I but but I think for Spurs, you know, going out of the cup isn't the, you know, obviously I know Spurs are desperate for trophy. I I, I really understand that, but it's, it's a know, team we could have beaten. We beat them earlier in the season. It's a team. Yeah, they put their reserves out as well. We had a fairly strong team out, and again, it's not so much the loss, although the loss was terrible. It's it's the manner of it. I mean, it just just didn't turn up again. And and it's it's being that Man City versus Liverpool, all the uh, one of them are going out. All the uh, Arsenal, Chelsea, West Ham all yeah. went out. It was a real opportunity to get far in that that competition yeah. and 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 win a, a long long awaited trophy. And I think the one other thing I would up. just say, the one other thing I would just say, when I've I've watched Spurs this year, it's three or four times. Not not as much as you, I'm sure, but. I would say that you do miss a creative player in the centre of the pitch. Yeah, you know, you, 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 you've got. I said uh, what? That earlier, which uh, I, th- yeah. I think Jack will come to January in a bit towards the end. But I think a lot of movement will happen in January, not just Spurs, everybody. Yeah, yeah. it's it's bit in a, in a way like obviously Ericsson was there. Would have been you know he would have probably been a decent be decent buy there. But like that, you know, I just think you know, the reliance of the centre of the pitch is Kane dropping off. Uh, I know Kuliseski comes inside as well, and I, I, I think he's been brilliant, Kuliseski. So I, you know, I'm not dodging that. But I, you know, sometimes when I look at it and I see like Bentoncourt, Hoiberg, and Basuma, I think, well, well, all right. You know, Basuma can have the ball. You know, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm not over. You know, you don't. As well, I think some of the other teams, even play, players like Rodri at City. You don't really want him to have the ball. Everything sort of goes through him. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's um, that's probably another area I think you could do. But like I say, you're fourth. I still think you're finishing the top four. I think I said, uh, you know, said to you at the start of the season. I, I think Conte will get you enough points to get you over. Obviously, it's complicated a bit by Arsenal being a lot better than I thought they were going to be. But the fact that Chelsea are a lot worse than we thought they would be, um. Maybe that, and obviously Newcastle are right up there as well. So yeah. you know, it's you got to be a little bit wary about that. I think if we were playing well, I'd be confident of top four. The fact that we're not, I think you can easily go on a run there where you can't get the two goals back in about four games, and you get zero points out of twelve. Uh, yeah, but I, but I think I think you know, depending on what you feel about Liverpool, you know, I think Liverpool probably will get top four. Well, they're like, capable. They're capable of going on like a ten-game winning run. Yeah, and I think you know, I think that's probably what you know probably could happen. But so you know, you think about you know, that's why their loss was so annoying as well. We'd be thirteen points clear, and now nothing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, so you got Liverpool, Arsenal, and City, who you think is, I still think probably uh, would be in there. And then I think there's you know Chelsea, United, Spurs, uh, you know Newcastle. I think you have to say as well, all in that hunt for that fourth. I mean, obviously, if Liverpool continue to you know be hit and miss, maybe they'll miss out. But you know, I, I wouldn't bet on that. 
So yeah, I mean the only good thing I can say is uh, <laughs> I mean this World Cup, like I say, a terrible idea, but I'm pretty pleased about it happening because it means I don't have to watch Tottenham for a month. Uh, <laughs> but but there's no momentum for us to speak of that can be dented and stopped. Whereas Arsenal got all this momentum, Newcastle yeah. got all this momentum. So the World Cup could be a bad time, you know, in the same way that our oh, halftime came at the wrong time there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's Spurs, Man United, terrible, terrible start. Uh, but you're yeah. fifth, I think. Didn't realise your goal difference was zero. 20 goals scored, 20 goals uh, conceded. But well, obviously we... a lot of those 20 would have been at the start of the season. You got battered 4-0 by uh, Brentford. But how, how do you think Ten Hag's done? Uh, the whole Ronaldo thing, it's all... Um, kind of dictated by that but I, I thought that was a good thing when he it was against us wasn't it stormed off but I think it was a good thing because he can then say well I'm the manager you can storm off all you want I'm in charge and it gives yeah, him I an think, air of authority think, but how, how do you think you've gone about things this season where do you think you're you're finished and what do you think of the whole Ronaldo situation well I think I said at the start of the season we'd finish fifth like, you might be able to bring it up and tell me if I've said different but I yeah, think I think that. I said at the start we finished fifth I'd probably stick with that. Yeah, um, you said sixth. you said sixth, sixth. I said fifth. Um, yeah, so I'd probably I'd, I'd probably stick with that fifth sixth type bit. I think I, I I'm not entirely sure how it will go. I I do I have to say I think Ten Hag's played a blinder with Ronaldo. I I, I um yeah. I, I, I he's got everything right, and without saying a word, really, Ten Hag is you know you know pretty much just stamped his authority on the team because yeah. I think. You know, Ten Hag had a couple of a couple of really big issues at the start when when he came. He obviously had what to do with Maguire, club captain, not playing well. Wasn't scared to leave him out, but but we all knew that Maguire was going to get chances to play because you know Varane is Varane and he doesn't go a whole season not being you know not being injured. So so we knew that you know he'd get his time. I think Maguire knew that as well, and I think in fairness to Maguire, he has got on with it. You know, he hasn't you know complained too much. I think the signings we've made have been pretty good. I think Martinez is a firm favourite now. I think you know all the. I think I think that whole you know he's you know too small to play there has really galvanised. Well, he he's very similar to Kulusevski. Kulusevski among Spurs fans when he came was like he's not quick, is he? But every time you see him, he skims someone because he's like sharing them, got quick mind, quick feet. Yeah, yeah. Martinez too short, like. John Terry weren't exactly like, you know, Peter Crouch, was he? One of them. No, you, know, no. you don't need to be tall. If your positioning's right, your reading of the game's right, your aggressiveness is right, doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, but um, I think yeah. I saw something about Martinez that said something like he's he's won the most percentage of aerial duels in the Premier League or something. <laughs> so, so I mean, you know, I, I don't, you know, that might be inaccurate, but he's up there. He's up there for sure. And, uh, yeah. and um, so I think we've done okay. I think we are, what you see at the moment with United is exactly what we are. You know, and I think that's you know, you mean inconsistent, you know, highlighted, I'm assuming, by the zero goal difference. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you go got get absolutely pumped by Brentford, you know, absolutely pumped by City. You know, we, we only started well, playing. I don't think you can really uh, uh, class pumped by City as a, a, a sign of where you are. No, uh, I think Brent, you Brentford be... was right at the start of, of I, I guess, maybe for you because they're your big rivals, whereas for us. I don't think you should be three or four nil down at half time to any Premier League team. Like, like you know, <laughs> especially when you've got the second largest wage bill in the country. Like, like you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, you know, City are a great team, you know, fair play. But, you know, one or two nil down at half time, you can maybe say, OK, you know, whatever. But, you know, it, it was a shambles. Um, and then we've had real highs. You know, I think we played really well against you. We, um, 
You know, against Arsenal, we were good. Against Liverpool at home, we were good. He does seem to be building something at home, which is is a little mm. bit better. And then away, we're really struggling, though. So, like, you know, we're a bit on a bit of form. We'll go to Villa, get in again. Not not pumped, but, you know, they they deserve their win, Villa. And, um, and you know, just it just halt the momentum. I think that weekend as well, a few teams dropped points. And I think if we'd have won, we'd have been, like, third. And it just stalled it. We did really well to uh, beat Fulham. Obviously, Garnacho's coming into the fray. Um, you know, real, real talent. But obviously, United lack a striker. I don't think that's. I don't think there's any. Uh, I don't think, I think anyone who watches football would, would be able to see that. You know, we, we're definitely short a striker. Um, but I don't know what we do about that because you know. I, I look around and I, some people say like Tony or whatever, but I'm not a hundred percent sure he's good enough for United. Um, he's going to be banned soon as well, isn't he? Yeah. Um, well, or... yeah. Fitting really well at our club, but you know, but it, you know, it's, um, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know where we go. I mean, a few people have said that Osherman at Napoli, but Napoli are flying. Why would he leave in January? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And uh, you know, so maybe, maybe it will be a Ronaldo, you know, his contract's terminated and Martial and Rashford will have to get us through to the summer. And I think if that's the case as striking options, we were, we will struggle. I, I, I don't think we'll, we'll get top four. If we go out and invest in a striker, maybe, and that striker, you know, hits the ground running in that we might have a chance. I think in all the other areas we are getting there, you're seeing styles of play, you know, all that type of stuff. So, but yeah, seven out of ten at the moment. And I always said this was a bit of a free hit for Ten Hag this season. I don't think many, you know, certainly United fans weren't saying he has to get top four or has to win a trophy or anything like that. I think we just wanted to see a style. We wanted to see progress. And I think the the buys, Casemiro, Martinez, Anthony, have looked good. They've looked they've they've looked good. So I think you know another summer window um, of investment. And I would I would like to think that. Ten Hag style will be there. And a bit like I said with Conte, can't say it for Conte and not for Ten Hag. The first season is about, you know, finding out who you want, who you, who's going to fit your style. Who you, but the second season is where expectation comes in, right? So mm. you've now got a few more signings. They're your signings. It's now your team, right? If it's not your team after, you know, 12 months in a, in a job, then, you know, or at least approaching your team, then yeah. I think you, you, you're in trouble. So... Uh, if we get top four this year, I think it, he'll be ahead of schedule. I think that's 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 the case. Um, but I wouldn't hold my breath on it because I just think we're too inconsistent and no. we don't buy a striker, we're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be very, very surprised probably in the summer if you haven't got that De Jong uh, fella from Barcelona. Uh, well, I mean, if you beat Barcelona in the Europa League, then you're better than Barcelona, so you might want to go to yeah. the better team. I think, but I, I, think, I think you'll definitely get him at some point. I, I don't know. I, it's one of those things. United, it sounds crazy, and I'm sure Spurs are exactly the same because fans always want you know more. But you know, I could make an argument that United need a goalkeeper, a right back, <laughs> a centre back, a centre midfield player, and a striker. I mean. That's six players. You're not going to get that all in one window. But, you know, no. Dallo literally is our only right back that's playing. Wambasaka hasn't even got on the pitch, I don't think, under Ten Hag. Yeah. And, you know, so it's we are still in very much a place of, you know, needing to add to it. But I don't know. I don't know how much yeah. funds will be there, whether the club will be sold or, you know, I hope so. But yeah. We'll have to see. 
Yeah, yeah. Very interesting man, you know. You're obviously a sleeping giant. And I still think I've said to you many times, you can attract players that we necessarily can't, even if we're in the Champions League, you're not, because you're Man United and you can label that as sleeping giant. You can wake up the giant up. But uh, in terms of the other teams, uh, surprises, good and bad. We'll start with the good. You mentioned Fulham. Uh, Newcastle have to be a surprise, I think. I mean, they're in, where were they? They're in third at the moment. Uh, two points yeah. off of City. Uh, where do we have them? Uh, both eighth. Uh, I think we both thought that they're going to improve, but it's, they're not going to get into that top four instantly. And yeah, they're playing some good stuff. Beat us. Again, we gave them a, a, a head, 2 0 head start, but we didn't yeah. really cause them any problems after we scored. And they look like a team, an actual team, who everybody knows their job. And, and Eddie Howe, I'm not sure if he was with Newcastle fans, but certainly. A lot of big teams, like when he was linked with Spurs and 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 uh, uh, probably yourself. I don't know if he was linked with United, but not a big enough manager for that. And he's now sitting pretty pretty <laughs> in mm. in third, and then done a brilliant job there, getting the players he wants. Uh, so for me, they're a big surprise. Uh, uh, you mentioned Fulham; uh, they were one of the favourites to go down. They're down in ninth. Uh, yeah, in terms of good Brighton. Uh, you can argue possibly they're they're a, a, a good surprise, but after Potter left, and they're still in seventh. Uh, but yeah, who, who I think the, I think for who, Brighton who, this year, I think now Potter's gone. I think just staying in the like yeah. staying mid table would be an achievement. You know, you always yeah. you know need to see how that goes. I think Newcastle, like you said, is I've been very very good as much as like say Beheady Howe and all that. But you know, he, he, you know he's. He's managed to do it with the players pretty much generally he had. Now, don't get me wrong. He spent, what was it, 200 yeah. million. So that, that, that Gimavesh or whatever his name is, is brilliant. Yeah. Amavon's turned into a proper, yeah. proper player. And he's, done, he, he's improved players. players. He's improved yeah. players, which is always the sign of a good manager. So yeah. he obviously knows him. Wilson, so he doesn't really need to get to know him. Yeah, uh, he's he bought well. I think Wilson that Botman... Well. I think, I think Botman yeah, I mean, and Charles. We're, we're, we're in Spurs fans are really cheesed off that we didn't even try for Botman. Yeah, I think it's it's strange, but they've got a good balance. Obviously, Tri- like Trippier was linked with United because Trippier is a United fan. How was he? And, um, yeah, grew up not not far. So it's so I think when Trippier became available, United were really interested at the time. But I think what happened was is that he had something going on with a betting scandal, didn't he? And I and right. I think. And I think at the time United were put off by that, but obviously you know Newcastle, not the club of morals, maybe you know didn't didn't mind as much. So it was um, so uh, but you know I I don't I, I but it all all joking aside that they've obviously been very good. If they do manage to stay there, it's incredible. But I think that's mm. now the big question in January for Newcastle, and I think it's the same with Arsenal, right? Yeah. Do their owners double down, right? So do they yeah. say? Do, do Arsenal and Newcastle owners say we are better than we thought, right? Mm. Do Arsenal owners say, right, we can win a league if we buy two new players? I think do... they have to. You you can't be top of the league five points clear and go, let's see if we can do it with the players that we've got. I think you have to. You have to go, we're in a brilliant I think that is the question, here. Though. Let's go for it. I think that is the question because they bought a few players that have hardly really featured, haven't they? You know, they've they've mm. they bought that. Fabio Vieira guy, I haven't seen much of, much of him. They gave a big uh, contract to that Enketia. He's hardly played because of how good no. Gabriel's yeah, he's used to be. Emil Smith Rose hardly featured. I think he's been injured. 
you know, so I but think the, the, the same. The with Luke the, and, but the fact you're surprised about that shows the the kind of strength and depth that they have. No, no, that, but that, but that, that's what I mean. I, I'm not sure whether Arteta might say we've got enough. You know, we've got enough yeah, to go I, for it. But I, uh, I'm not sure. I think they'll strengthen because they're, they're got, an opportunity yeah. where they have to. Really, you can't just nah. Yeah, Whereas maybe Newcastle I don't know. Are slightly but, different because they're not expected to be there. And they could spunk a load of money on this player, that player, this player, that player, and disrupt their team. So yeah, they could, they could. But at the same time, if they were to get top four this year with the money they've got, all of us, they might not get top four next year, even if they spent. Hmm. You know, you, so you've got you've got this you've got this question mark. If United go and spend in the summer, Liverpool aren't going to be as bad next year. Will Chelsea be better? They'll probably spend again. You know, and I think so. Newcastle could go and spend two hundred million in the summer. Right and and still finish fifth, right and not make yeah. Champions League. They could go in like go spend two hundred million in January. I mean, I mean, I don't know about the FIFA Fair Play rules. Maybe they can't. But let's say they can spend two hundred million in the summer in in January, and they can somehow get extract the players they need, mm. and they do finish top four. You might argue that it's worth it because then in the summer you got a better pick of players as well. So I don't know, but I definitely think Newcastle, Fulham. Um, yeah. And Arsenal are the ones that have been the surprises uh, in terms of the ones well, that have been. Well, let's look at the bad. I can tell you now, your, your favourites, Liverpool, will definitely be one. One Chelsea, of my favourites, yeah. Chelsea. Although Potter started off really well at Chelsea, then it's all gone really downhill. Look at that. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, last five games, two draws, three defeats. Uh, Wolves, who are at the bottom, I predicted them in the bottom three. Like I said, I thought they didn't score that many goals, but they didn't concede many. Sell Cody, conceded a lot. Uh, Southampton, I mean, changed their manager. Everton, I thought they'd be around there. West Ham, I thought after last year, uh, you know, in Europe for the first time, they still maintained their kind of European push all over the place at the moment. They're they're, they're the kind of big ones for me. Liverpool, Chelsea, uh, West Ham. Uh, But for you, the bads uh, who who have been far worse than we thought. Yeah, well... I think I would definitely agree with Liverpool and Chelsea. I think like like I'd have had them as staple top six, you know, absolutely. No, no, no way out of those, you know, top six Liverpool. I would have, if you'd have come to me and said they'd, they wouldn't finish in the top four, I'd have laughed at you. <laughs> so I, um, I don't know, obviously that something's gone wrong there, but we've obviously got plenty of time, but I do agree with West Ham. I, I thought that like West Ham, Newcastle, Leicester, Brighton would be that kind of little four or five clubs below the top six yeah, this well, year. And I've talked about Leicester, I mentioned about you, but they had an awful start. They, they've yeah. picked it up since, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but again, can they keep their play in January? Like, for example, if someone like Newcastle went for Madison in January, given yeah. the fact that, you know, they, they, they're, they're supposed to have, they didn't sign hardly any players in the summer, did they? Because apparently, yeah, to, I don't think they signed finance. anyone. Yeah. Yeah, because of finances. So, you know, I mean, if, you know, again, it's like, will these players be like taken out? You know, Harvey Barnes and everyone, Tillemans, I think contract is running. Am I right in saying his contract's running yeah, down? Yeah, yeah. You know, so again, you know, there'll be a few clubs, I reckon, that might, you know, fancy Tillemans. If, you know, so can they keep hold of their... But, but I'm really surprised about West Ham because I thought they would almost be the top of that little group before. Yeah. After what do you think's gone wrong with them? Obviously, we... we... We're not West Ham fans, so we don't really watch them apart no. from when they play our clubs on, on, you know, like Match of the Day, which is a 10-minute clip. Uh, what do you think has gone wrong with them? The bubble 
no pun intended, the bubbles burst or, or just something gone wrong there and teams have figured know, out look, a little bit? I don't know. I think um, they obviously signed a centre-back, didn't they, who got injured pretty quickly. I think uh, I vaguely remember that happening. Um, and they obviously signed the Skamaka guy and, yeah. you know, it hasn't really... He hasn't. I mean, I think from what I understand, he's playing okay, but not banging goals in, which I think, you know, strikers, that's how they're judged. I mean... Um, but Bowen hasn't really got going, has he? This season? no, he's been he's injured a bit in and out, hasn't he? And I think, yeah. uh, I think again that that kind of Suchek Rice thing that was so like integral for them a couple of seasons ago has sort of started to not look in you know penetrable. I mean, Suchek, I don't think is in the same form no. that he was. Well, certainly not getting you know in goals and stuff. And obviously, there is obviously this question mark always about Declan Rice and when he's going to leave. So they obviously lost Mark Noble as well. Not that he was playing, but he was obviously a good character around the... Around the but he's the still building. there, isn't he? He's in a... Yeah. Uh, uh, I was going to say backstage role. It's not wrestling. Uh, back, <laughs> back room role. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, I, I just think they're not, get, uh, they're not getting enough goals, obviously. I think I saw some stuff the other day. They only saw couple of goals away from home or something in a long you know they were struggling for goals away from home mm. well, I do think that you know Moyes is a bit you know of a pragmatic coach he's not the most attacking and I think if you are if the, if, if Moyes teams are shipping a few goals mm. then um it, it they're not you know it's, they're not gonna they're not the sort of team who sort of scores regularly three or four goals yeah so I think when they came to Old Trafford recently I think you know they they played well in the last 15 minutes. And they gave it a really good goal, a go, and De Gea had to make some really good saves. But I think for the first hour, they were really quite, you know, there was not much happening there. We, you know, we we should we should have buried that game earlier. So they're obviously not informing. And if you've got players like Bowen, he's not not playing that well. You've got players like Antonio, who are now maybe in and out of the team with Skamaka a bit more, not scoring goals then it's recipe for disaster, I think. I think maybe that's just what's happened. Maybe it's just that team has sort of come to the end of its life. And obviously, renewing it isn't easy when you don't have loads of money. And I think, you know, when Rice finally does go, I think it'd be interesting to see how they hmm. replenish that money. Because it's probably going to be 80, 100 million. Well, it'll be 80 at minimum, I'll have thought, unless his contract is really running low and then they're worried yeah. he's go away for nothing. But the, these are our predictions. So City, Liverpool, we talked about Spurs, Arsenal, we talked about Chelsea, United, talked about West Ham, Newcastle, Leicester. Villa, uh, you had 10th, I had uh, 12th. I think they're in 13th. Quick look. Uh, 12th, actually. So if the season ends now, I get three points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you had Everton right down the bottom. I had them 13th. Uh, yeah, I thought they'd uh, get rid of uh, Lampard a bit earlier and then uh, make a bit of a rise. Uh, but I guess when you lose your player who basically got you out of relegation in Richarlison last year because they're sh- short of money, and then your other striker is injured again, you're going to struggle. Uh, Brighton probably be there or thereabouts 11th for you 10th for me palace 11th for me 12th for you they'll be there or thereabouts you had wolves 13th but obviously they're down the bottom where i had them night 18th but they've got a new manager so starting after the world cup lobotogi so they could rise up so hampton 14th for you 15th for me so again that could change they've got one person in the world cup i don't know who it is so nathan jones new manager has literally got the whole of the world cup to 
to to get his players on the training pitch, barring one, uh, so they could really be different after the World Cup. Uh, Leeds 14th for me, 16th for you. Uh, they're a weird one. Sometimes they play well. Uh, they were leading against us th- three times. They lost. Uh, I think. I think again, they're I, still shipping goals. They're not the Bielsa. Uh, Vendor's defensive Bielsa team, but they are shipping goals. Forest I think they seven. have people have worked leads out though. I think I, I, I was watching something the other day about um, how they press you so high, yeah. And basically, you just need to clip the ball over them, you know. Yeah. And you've and you've got chances. I mean, I remember Ajax doing something really similar against United in the um, Europa League final when we won it with Mourinho, and he basically just put Fellaini as a number ten and just played to Fellaini's chest and there was like six players out the game you know and it was you know and, but you know and he likes to do that Marsh they press high they press fast but if you break the press if you break the press then they're, they're, they're all at sea so we did something not too dissimilar when we got to the Champions League final they couldn't handle Levente at all and the ball to him and yeah 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 but yeah uh, Forest 17th uh, where are they I think they're 18th aren't they yeah they're 18th but yeah it's going to be, do they get relegated or do they not? Uh, I don't think they'll get anywhere near like tenth or anything like that. But again, they're they're kind of kind of got used to the seventy four players that they brought in. Yeah. Uh, Fulham. Uh, I mean, I had them sixteenth. You had them nineteenth. We talked about those. They're in ninth. Absolutely fantastic. And Bournemouth, we've both got at the bottom. Um, where were they? They are fourteenth. Yeah, fourteenth. So. I feared for them and said they're down when they got done 9-0 at Anfield. Uh, get rid of Scott Parker then and there. And then uh, it's O'Neill, isn't it, who's come in. And I mean, they played well against us in that first half. And then, yeah, we decided to turn I still up and they just sat back. Uh, I still yeah. think they bring that league back up again, the, the current places. What are they? So they're just two points off the three points off the relegation. So I, I still would say that they they are banging trouble, Bournemouth, because look at, look at the goal difference. I know they got yeah, hit for yeah. nine, but you know, and I think when you've got what I would say about Wolves and that, I I feel like they will get out of it. Wolves, like, maybe I'm wrong. I, I just, but the other one I think that's done well, what we haven't really mentioned, is Brentford. Not easy after mm, after a, yeah. a second se- season. Um, and I losing Ericsson as well, who Ericsson Did you have was... Brentford right down there? I think, did you say they get relegated, didn't you, last last year? I think, I can't remember anyway, but it's... Yeah, it 19th was... for me, uh, 15th yeah. for you. Yeah, so they've both better, done better than we, we both expected so far, so... I mean, it'd be very uh, interesting you know, what happens with Tony, because if he gets suspended for any length of time, he is their main guy. He is their target man. He generally scores most of their goals. So if he gets banned for any length of time, they could have some yeah. troubles I think there. I did I did see someone say that they thought that Tony wouldn't have been there in January anyway. I thought they thought there would be a few clubs that you know were going to buy him. But obviously that yeah. might change now if he's not going to. I don't, I don't think anyone now. will touch him now uh, until certainly the summer when they know what his situation is going to be. Mm. But yeah, it, you know, I think Brent. It would have been very easy, like for Brentford, just to sink after that first season. You know, you have a good season yeah, up, yeah. and then and then you know, but they've done really well. And again, when I know they, I know we weren't in a great spot, but when they played us, they they were all over mm. us, absolutely mauled us. So it was, um, yeah. you know, we, we. I think they. I think they're one of those teams that I think is better than you actually give them credit for because you actually don't know any of their, their, their many of their players. Everyone yeah. knows Tony, but you know. They've got a lot Dam, of really Dam's good guard is a good player. I like him. 
Yeah, and the the, the guy who sits in defensive midfield as well. I forget, I always forget his name. Was it Christofferson or Christofferson? No, it's like Norwood. Or, I can't remember. I can't remember now. It's it's oh. but but yeah, he 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 was really good against us. Like you know, mm. and they got some real like pressing monsters in that 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 team. You know that Jensen guy. You know they really really go after you. So. I don't know. I, I feel like they're that sort of team. And obviously beating City away recently, that is a hell of a result. You know. Yeah, I mean, no one saw that coming, did they? But no. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, last kind of point now, what's to come? I mean, this is going to be very, very difficult because I think there'll be a lot of movement in the World Cup. A lot of players going to and from and, and going into teams because of the fact, two facts, there's going to be a lot of fatigue, certainly the European uh, uh, playing teams who've been playing pretty much every three uh, three days or so since the start of October. There's going to be a lot of fatigue there. Uh, Man City probably don't need a striker because he's on holidays and he for a month skiing. Yeah, he's getting uh, a nice rest. He needed Mo, it, didn't he? Mo Salah, the same. Uh, luckily, we've got Kulisevsky. Sweden didn't qualify, so he's having a rest. Uh, but if Kane play, plays long into that World Cup, same with Son, they're going to need a rest. Uh, so we'll get. Or if they in get there. injured. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I th- and, and I think there'll be a lot of fatigue amongst the World Cup playing players uh, come like March, and fatigue brings injuries. And also the fact that a lot of players that James Ward, Prowse, Madison were linked. But if, if James Madison goes to Spurs, for example, there's no guarantee he's playing straight away. And when there's a World Cup on, I want to be playing week in, week out to get my way in. Now the World Cup finishes. Now, okay, there's not a tournament until two years. I can force my way into a new team. And then in two years, I'm on that plane. Uh, Same with James Ward-Prowse. So I think a lot of business didn't really happen. And Bergvine left us because he wanted to get into the World Cup team. So he wanted to play regular football. So I I think a lot of players didn't go to certain clubs because they weren't guaranteed to be getting into that first team when the World Cup was... What was that? Yeah. August, so three, four months away. Whereas after the World Cup, I think a lot of players will be more willing to move and sit on a bench for a little bit and force their way in. And so I think there could be a lot of movement then. So I would be very surprised. You mentioned him earlier, Madison. I'll be very surprised if at the start of uh, February he's at Leicester. Yeah. But, I don't, so, I really so in don't... terms of what's to come and how teams are going to do, it's very, very difficult, I think, because I think there's going to be a lot of changes in personnel in teams. And like I said, the, the momentum could be a big thing. Nathan Jones being able to train all of his players on the training pitch for a month, that could be crucial to them. So with all this uncertainty and variables, <laughs> what do you envisage for the second half of the season? Absolutely no bloody clue, Chris. No, <laughs> I, no, I, I am... I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I think starting at the top, I'd expect City to just to, to start turning the screw a bit. Uh, just very quickly as well, Wales uh, cometh the 82 minutes, cometh the Gareth Bale penalty, one all. One all, good. Well, that's a good, it's a good result for England if that stays a draw. So yeah, um, yeah sorry. I um, yeah, so I think at the top, you know, I, I'd expect City to really start, you know, applying the pressure to Arsenal, you know, and see how Arsenal stand up to that. Um, I think it'd be interesting to see how Chelsea pick up, whether you know, Chelsea and Liverpool specifically, can Newcastle carry on? I think these are all questions that we don't know. I mean, I don't know how many players Newcastle have got the World Cup, but like, for example, if Bruno Gumarais or whatever got injured on, on international duty. I think he's Brazilian, isn't he? And they've got yeah, a, yeah. 
embarrassment of riches in those going forward and the strikers. So Martinelli's well, at the World Cup for Brazil, but he probably won't get a huge amount of game time. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, Bruno Guimaraes is, is competing with Fred, so I think he might play. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and Almiron is he at the World Cup? Is he Spanish? No, he's no, he... Paraguay, Paraguay, isn't he? Oh, or so something? he's not in it, so he gets a big. Yeah, match. so I think. I think that, that that's the, the the biggest questions for me is can Arsenal carry on? I mean, if Arsenal win the next three games after the World Cup, then you know, like you say, their momentum's back again, and you know that the uh, and I think you know so that'd and be I'll, interesting. I'll, I'll be crying, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of us will be at least happy about it. So I um, but you know, Newcastle is interesting. I I also like to see what Wolves do now at the other end. Yeah. You know, new manager. He's a good manager, Lopetogi. But has he ever been a club manager? Or is it just a... He yeah, he was, been, wasn't but... he Seville oh, right. manager for a bit, wasn't he? Oh, right. okay. Yeah, I... I, I yeah. So I, and, 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 and presumably with Spain manager, he will know Diego Costa. Yeah. Um, so I mean, everyone knows Diego him. Costa, Chris. No, but yeah, working but, with him. I mean, not just his reputation. But, I mean, they've his... got players there. They, they, they've got enough to score goals. That Podence, Neto... Um, uh, Neves. Jimenez. And they got enough to score goals there. they got you know, Bruno... Uh, not Bruno Neves, what's his name? Neves. What's his... Ruben Neves. they got some good players. I think Wolves' uncertainty is at the back. Like, they, they, like you say, they sold Cody. You know, they're, yeah. you know, they're, they're no longer watertight. But... Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, again, signings. I think you like you said, signings and injuries are are going to be. I mean, fatigue. I agree, fatigue will happen, and maybe a bit of loss of form for some players. But I think the real cripplers for teams will be injuries, and you know, and big, you know, and signing. I think injuries like strains and stuff will happen because of fatigue, which is a cause of fatigue and and playing too many games. No, no, I agree. I think, I think certainly as well, when you've got European competition starting again, presumably in February, you've had the, I mean, that's one blessing in disguise, isn't it? You know, the, the, the the Carabao Cup that ends in February, (laughs) they've got to fit in God knows how many rounds from December to February. So we don't have that. Yeah, and also as yeah, well, I think you know, moved back as well. I mean, there's a possibility that you know both United and Spurs will be out of Europe. You know, come, mm-hmm. you know, it's you know, it's not. And but I, I do think that those teams that end up out of Europe, like I'm a bit surprised Arsenal still prioritise the Europa League at this point. But you know, it's those teams that come out of Europe earlier in theory should do better in the league you know it's like you say with the congestion of the, the fixtures it, yeah. it should help so there is silver linings there I, I i take that point um but i just think injury i mean like i mean again you just go you can go through pretty much every team can't you you know mm. if spurs lost kane yeah. you know if 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 arsenal you know lost a, a Saka or a, a jesus or something you know yeah. like like you know like that with, well, with that Saliba, Saliba, he's been superb. Saliba, I, I don't like saying it for Arsenal players. But yeah, yeah, him, yeah. Saka, been superb. Martinelli's a great player for them. Uh, yeah, his goal against you, uh, which was obviously disallowed, didn't look like he was ever going to miss when he got in. I know it was given offside uh, marginally, yeah. but he didn't look like he was going to miss and and sign a confidence and yeah. So yeah, yeah. they get one of the injuries to one of those Odegaard as well as playing well. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean. I, mean, I would say I would say like who a team's going to sign at the bottom to give them a boost as well. I mean, Forest surely can't sign any more players, but like two or three more maybe. But I, I don't know. And so I think from a Spurs point of view, I, I think if you could just find some sort of creativity from the central point and yeah. get you know 
Romero back uh, and maybe a right back. I'm assuming you need. I, I don't know Spurs that well, but yeah, I, uh, yeah. To, what's happening with Jed Spence? I don't know. I saw something today on his Instagram. He's taken all mention of Spurs off of there, so I don't know what's happening there. But yeah, Emerson. I've, I'm not sure I've seen a worse footballer in terms of crossing in my life, and I've played five aside where I pay to play. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've. We need so many more things. You said it with um, United, but Lovis is 34. Forced to our backups, 34, 35. So we need another goalkeeper. Uh, Eric Dyer. I like Eric Dyer. He ain't good enough. If you want to be getting top four every year and then progress to win things, Eric Dyer ain't good enough. Romero's good enough. Injuries, but, you know, Davinson Sanchez ain't good enough. So that centre-back, we need someone there. Sessignon. Not good enough. I I think he's got a crippling confidence issue. But again, if you want to get top four, you can't be carrying passengers. So you've either got to get that confidence going or or leave. Perisic has been a bit underwhelming. He's 34 as well. So we need someone there. We have got that Udogi at loan at Udinese, who's supposed to be tearing it up in Italy in his 1920. So I'll be amazed if he's not in our starting lineup next year. I think midfield will all right. Uh, But yeah, if Kane gets injured... Is Richarlison the answer? I don't think so. Uh, I think that is the one thing I'd say yeah. about United. But, th- but there'll be a lot of teams like that, though, don't they? If uh, you know, if Mo Salah got injured, for example, they haven't got Mane to fall back on. They've got Nunes. No, I agree. But, but, I agree. You know, uh, if Van Dyke gets injured, we saw what happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, how yeah. many seasons ago that was? Uh, Allison, the same. Yourself, Bruno Fernandez. If he gets injured, you know. Yeah. Uh, see, the thing is, the thing is about United. Uh, I, 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 I think this is self. Yeah, having a go at United. I don't think really there's one player that I think is so incredible. That we, we, <laughs> so, so I mean, obviously, I mean Casemiro has slotted in really well, and he's been big for us. And like I say, Martinez has, has performed well. But we do have depth, and 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 I, I mean this in a nice way, but also it, it, they've got to move on eventually. But the depth is all similar quality, similar, but not not miles down. I mean, I, you know, obviously I'd prefer to play Martinez and Varane than Lindelof and Maguire, but that, that's not a bad backup partnership. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, Shaw and, and Malassia, you know, we do need a right back, but but there's a lot of teams, I think, you know, Newcastle, you know, I know they signed that Isaac guy who got injured and then they've got Callum Wilson. Who scores the goals if Callum Wilson, you know, yeah. goes down and Isaac's not around? Yeah. And if Amavon gets injured, yeah, mean, he's been a revelation this season. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, what I would say is, is I, 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 my, my feeling for the top four now is, is City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Spurs. That obviously has changed from when I, what, what I had said. Yeah. At the, but, but I still think those, I think those, those were the four I had, weren't they? Uh, yeah. I think those were the four I had just in a different uh, order. City, Liverpool, Spurs, Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. I so, still think we, we I both, still we think. both had that different, slight different order. Yeah, I still think I still think that that is that they will be the top four teams in the league. I just don't know what order. And I think Newcastle now is now basically in there with United, Chelsea in that kind of group below trying to nip into the top four. If one of those top four stop, don't play well. Well, I mean, Newcastle are well in it. I mean, they're they're. It's slightly different. We're three points clear of you in fifth, but you've got a game in hand. So 
argue argue the toss and it's 15 games each you win that game 29 points is fourth and fifth Newcastle on 30 Man City 32 Arsenal 37 but obviously you've got to win that game in hand Liverpool are just behind you 22 with a game in hand so if they win that they're four points off the fourth uh and yeah Chelsea are on 14 as well 21 so only a point behind Liverpool despite their fairly atrocious last five games but again if, if teams are playing bad like Chelsea, they'll probably be quite glad for this World Cup to be here. It's like, right, let's regroup. Let's regroup back in, in December, whenever it is. Uh, and let's go again and stop, you know, we stop this rock for a month. Whereas teams like Arsenal probably don't really want the World Cup to be there. They don't want that disruption. Uh, no. Probably same with Newcastle. Uh but yeah, and, and teams like Southampton are probably loving it, certainly with the fact, like I said, they've only got one player there. Same with Palace, they've only got one player going. I'm not sure who. Do you uh, do you think do you think now as it stands now, you do you think, if you were betting on Spurs, where would you bet they'd finish? I don't know. Spurs are a weird one, aren't they? If we, but we can pick up Do you think there's a lot of teams like that this year? Do you not think outside yeah. outside of like Arsenal and We're City, slightly different, isn't it? Because I obviously watch Spurs every game. So yeah. When I say we're not playing well, I know the fact that that's generally 90% of the time, whereas other teams might not be playing well, but I only, I only see that every now and then. But uh, I think Kulisevsky back for us is huge. He's he's 22 and he's very quickly became one of our most important players, certainly going forward, because I said we played negative. He's, he's the complete exception. It's just, I don't think I've ever seen him play a backwards pass, apart yeah, from kickoff. Yeah. Uh, gets the ball tries to skin someone has a shot has a cross and 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 that then filters down to the rest of the players and if you've got someone like him who uh, you'll know this from when you add you know Beckham and Giggs raining crosses in for York and Cole if you know the cross is going to come in and it's going to be quality you're going to make that run into the box if you've got yeah, Emerson yeah, yeah. who 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 you know he should be in rugby player because they always go high and if he can aim it right he'll get like three points every time yeah. so if you've got him raining crosses in it's like what's the point no, I understand what you mean. That direct, Kulu transforms our team. Yeah, Kulu yeah. transforms our team. And well, we, we it, we've it, had a bit of that. It's not just his positivity; it's his end product as well, which is fantastic. Yeah. And and he's formed a good partnership, certainly last season with Son and Kane. And yeah, yeah, yeah. If we can get him playing, it, it, it's good that he gets a rest for a month, look after himself. Obviously, Kane and Son. Oh, we hope Kane doesn't, because we hope uh, England will win the thing. Uh, but yeah, Kulu is huge for us. And, you haven't and, really seen like the best of Richarlison yet, have you? Either I think he's a good, good player. Like, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, a bit part players, and he's playing on the right hand side, I think, which isn't really his. He can play there, but out of the the, the three of them, that's his weakest position. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I think it's just, it's just interesting. I think, I think there's a lot of teams this year that are like, like if I said to you like, oh, Liverpool have won, you know, eight games in a row. City yeah. have won eight games in a row. You'd go, okay, I believe you. But if I if I said to you, oh, Spurs United, yeah, I don't think we're capable of that. No, I agree. I agree. And I think Chelsea are the same. You know, and I think so. So those teams that you'd usually expect that maybe could win five or six on the spin, they're just not right. And yeah. you know, it's and it. I think that is that's becoming a theme of this sort of top four race or whatever, because I think no one really knows like like you say two weeks two weeks is a long time you know, like two games you know if you lose two games you're like united would be like eighth you know and spurs yeah. could be you know third you know so it's it's all like you know it's all yeah. there but i do think that i do think that the signings 
and the injuries at the World Cup are, are basically going to be the the, the yeah. crux of it. So again, yeah, I know I I asked what you see coming. It's a bit of a loaded question, impossible to answer. But I think in answer to your question, if you could, if you could guarantee me Spurs would play like they did at in the since January last season, guaranteed top four. Because we'll make mistakes in defence, concede goals, but then we've got enough firepower yeah. and the the, the mentality—not the mentality, the uh, attitude—to go and get some more. If we play like we have done this season already, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because with, with Spurs, you, like you say it to me all the time, fortune favours the brave, and we're not yeah, being yeah. brave this season. Whereas last season we were being brave, and we got 27 points. Yeah, I mean, I had 20 or 26 odd years of what Fergie being like that. You know, yes. always. You know, you lose some games. Right? Some people talk about like Arsenal's invincibles, but like they weren't. That wasn't the same. You know, Fergie would prefer to lose a game and go to win it than to draw eight, nine games. You know, it was. It was. It wasn't like that. So. And I agree, I do still think that you've got to be brave, especially, I think especially when you're a team like Spurs and all your best players are at that end of the pitch. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's, it's, it's different if, like, you're looking at your three centre-backs thinking they're three of the best centre-backs in the league. I remember that that team where you had, was it, was it like, Walker and then later Trippier with Alderweire, Alvertongen, and then was it, like, Rose or, or whatever it was? That At that time, you were looking at, like, Vertonghen and, and Alderweire going, they're the best centre-back partnership in the league. Right. Yeah. And it was, you know, and but but all your talent now is at the other end of the pitch. Mm. You know, I mean, if, if if you were to ask all the other top teams, who do you want to pick? You could take one player from Spurs, depending which team it is. Most of them would probably say Kane. But even if they It'd had a one of them front three, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, I, I would think so. I, yeah. I, you know, I would certainly I think, think so. I, I think with Vertonghen and uh, Alderweireld, I think they looked a lot better than you can, we attack teams. So they weren't under that much pressure. When when you're playing negatively, your defence is under pressure. And even the best defenders in the world, you know, even yeah. the Yap, Stam, Vidic, Ferdinand, if they were under constant, constant pressure, that that mental fatigue would creep in. They'd make yeah, mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and and they obviously benefited as well, Vertonghen and Alderville, because they had an absolute beast in Wanyama and Dembele in front of them, marshalling yeah. them. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I just... yeah. My big worry as well for the World Cup is Benton Kerr will get injured because I think he's been our player of the season. And certainly in the last like month or two, he's dragged us through. He dragged yeah, us yeah. through against uh, uh, Bournemouth, a couple of the European games, Leeds as well. And he's been the one who, when we haven't been playing well, has gone, I mean, you had Roy Keane, who was one of the best. Eh? Like, right, come on, lads. <laughs> Follow me. Uh and, and he's been brilliant. So if he gets injured, we could be in trouble as well. I know I, know I mentioned Kane, Son, Kulisevsky is our, our big players. But if he gets injured as well, I, I, he's yeah. been... He, no, he, I mean, Kulisevsky gets all the headlines from January because he's scoring goals and assisting goals. And, and apart from the last month of Premier League and, and Spurs play, Bentecourt hasn't. But he's been a revelation. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think against you last year when uh, Ronaldo won it for you, that was his worst performance, but I think his most important performance because it was a very early reminder, right? You get time in Italy, you don't in the Premier League. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, and he's been a revelation this season. So if he gets really into, good, we could be they? in trouble. They've been yeah. really good signings, I think, both of them. I, 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 no, I like, it goes I, to show I, as well, you get all these Spurs fans going, oh, we haven't spent 150 million. Like, we didn't spend 50 million on those two. You don't yeah, need yeah, the yeah. money. It's about scouting and who fits into your system. And, and they're always like the ones that they're always the ones that you love, aren't they, as well? The ones that sort of don't mm. cost you. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Like, I, I, 
you know, I mean, I, I saw a City fan the other day talking about Haaland and basically their main point was he wasn't as expensive as like 100 million yeah, we had to spend for Kane or whatever. Yeah, you know, he yeah. was, you know, so, you know, it was, it, it wasn't really talking about his goals. He was talking about value, which is strange for a fan because I couldn't care less. So, yeah. but it's, uh, <laughs> not my yeah, money. Uh, but yeah, I just, yeah. Uh, still one all. Every single game has at least nine, eight minutes of injury time. Oh, what are they doing? It's but probably the right minute. thing. It's probably the right thing. It's probably just they're actually counting goalkeepers wasting time for once. Uh, maybe, but yeah, I mean, but anyway, yeah, it's pretty much uh, finished there. I think it's uh, three minutes left. Uh, so is it still yeah. one one? Still one one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In That'd terms of the shots, that. yeah. In terms of the shots, Wales are on top a little bit. Uh, seven shots to six. Uh, they had more on target as well, but uh, oh, apparently they're into added time in added time. Uh, <laughs> but again, good result for us that after our earlier yeah. uh, win. So basically, a, a draw is probably good enough if you then don't lose to Wales as well. Uh, but if we win against USA, we're pretty much yeah. You'd be, well, we we there. are through, aren't we? We would be through. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so. Not too bad, not too bad. But yeah, we've pretty much reached the end now. Uh, we can carry on talking about the World Cup and what we think might happen in the Premier League with unlimited variables on signings and injuries and everything like that. But yeah, uh, it's quite interesting to do these, you know, the preview at the start, the the middle part. It's not quite the middle part, but obviously the World Cup is a good break. And then yeah. we'll do one at the end of a view of the season as a whole and see how close we got. See how far uh, away we were. Yeah, obviously when we play you as well, if you're around, uh, be good to get your thoughts on how the game will pan out for the preview, yeah. and then how. Yeah, sorry, put myself on mute. Let's just hope Arsenal don't win the league because I don't think I could take that. Certainly, with a guy at work who's <laughs> beef ever since they beat us at three-one. Well, if you need any, if you need any um, advice on coping mechanisms for your rivals winning leagues, I'm, 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 I'm your man. I do, because, uh... I do. It's called hibernation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm your man. Year I'm, round, I'm... though, not just the winter. But yeah, uh... I think ever since that Aguero goal, I've become a past master. <laughs> but yeah, and. Uh... Yeah, if, if you want to follow Ben and get any, uh, I guess, insight into uh, what's happening at United, at btaylor83 is his Twitter handle. No YouTube channel to talk about. Uh, but, yeah, please hit like. Please hit subscribe here. Uh, and thanks for everybody for watching. Also, hit the notification bell. Although I will be taking a break during the World Cup. Uh, basically, <laughs> I go live on Fridays or Mondays when there's a game on. So it's... <laughs> probably not going to be uh, the most popular kind of thing and I'll be watching the games myself anyway uh, but if you uh, the magic show Chris's magic on Wednesday 7:30 p.m. Uh, it's not live but uh, that will keep going and uh, yeah uh, Bob Spur how you doing Bob thoughts on Spence removing all of his stuff from his Instagram did mention that uh, it's very strange isn't it uh, suggests he's maybe going on loan or being sold but he yeah, was never a Conte why. signing, though, was he? I think, I think, well, I think I came no. on one of your podcasts at the start, and you were like, you were like, the, the clubs bought him, not Conte. Was that? Was that? Yeah, was that right? yeah. I mean, but he is a Conte kind of uh, what you'd expect—a a cavaliering going forward wing back, and and based on Emerson, who can't hit a barn door with, can't hit a thing. 
I just don't understand why he hasn't been given a chance. Certainly against Forest in the Cup, I don't understand that at all. Uh, Has he started one game? No, I don't think he's started at all. He's come on for bits and pieces here or there. But, yeah, I just think, it's a real shame, but... Yeah. I would when imagine Bob, I would imagine Bobby's going on loan and it's pretty much been decided, but obviously he can't move until January. And then there's, I think, four days left after the World Cup finishes until January. So I would imagine he's gone on loan there. Or he is. He was labelled as a bit of a, a pain, wasn't he? A bit young, so maybe he's just in a bad mood, deleted it all. And But I wouldn't be too much into it, I don't think. But yeah, we've pretty much reached the end here. Uh if you're watching the uh, replay, please hit the like. And if you haven't done so already, hit the subscribe. And yeah, the magic show carry on during the World Cup. So that's Chris's magic on YouTube. Uh, this won't. Uh, I'm going to have a break. Uh, it's not much to talk about. Unless something big, big happens at Spurs, you know, like, I don't know. It's, it's announced It's announced that <laughs> Haaland's had enough of Pep and he's coming to Spurs and I'll do a show. Uh, yeah, or Mbappe, uh, you know, Pochettino's told about how wonderful London is, now wonderful Daniel Levy is. Have a go. Uh, but yeah, and t- and, uh, I think we play 26th against uh, Brentford, so 23rd will be the Friday, so I'll do the preview then, so that'll be the next show. Unless, as I say, something massive happens at Spurs, but I'm not sure it will. Be. <laughs> or if England win the World Cup, I might do one then. Let's talk uh, Tottenham, but based on England. Uh, but yeah, uh, cheers, Ben, for coming on. Always a pleasure having you on for the preview. Man United shows, apart from when you win, and the reviews as well. So yeah, and until after the World Cup, enjoy the World Cup. Hopefully England can win. And yeah, slightly differently, but as always, come on, England. Thanks so much for watching, for everybody who joined in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please leave a like and hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Also, please hit that notification bell. That will give you a notification every time we're about to go live. And it's all completely free. For those who missed the live show, you can catch this whenever you want on Let's Talk Tottenham's YouTube channel. Please also hit the like, subscribe and notification bell. And everybody, please leave feedback, comments, suggestions in the comments section those of you who listen to the audio podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anyone who wants that audio podcast, you can pick that up wherever you get your podcast from. We're back Mondays, 7.30pm UK time and Fridays, 12.30pm UK time. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter at LTalkTottenham, Instagram, Let's Talk Tottenham Podcast, you can find all the information there. Anyone who wants something a little bit different, also do a magic show. So I do one trick a week, which drops Wednesday, 7.30pm UK time. This is magic on YouTube is where you'll find that. But in the meantime, come on you Spurs. <laughs>